0: Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, And just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Okay, so it goes high school, college, job, next job, successful, white picket fence. I mean, maybe not exactly like that, but a lot of us have a life vision that is etched permanently into our mind. And the second that something comes that throws us off course, oftentimes the knee-jerk reaction is to put that new future, that plan B, as second best. Instead of just allowing our vision to morph in order to accommodate it still being the best version of our future, we just view plan B as not as good as it could have been, and we usually get disappointed. This whole one-track focus on a perfect future and the pressure to be successful is something that I have really struggled with in the past because I am 100% an idealist in a lot of things. I'm a dreamer. I'm a goal setter, a big goal setter, a shoot for the moon kind of person. And a lot of times I get disappointed by changes of plans only to be fooled later when I realize that it all worked out great. And I'm sure that we have all experienced that at some point. And if you're like me, you probably still haven't learned your lesson because I feel like I continue to learn that one over and over again. The reason why I chose to focus on this topic is that As I'm thinking about all of this, we happen to be approaching a holiday season that is not only full of plans, changes of plans, and potentially second best plans, but also full of reflection. And reflection's great, but as soon as comparison creeps in, that reminds you of all the things that you wished you had done but didn't, that reflection can turn into a really big slump heading into the new year. So how do we create a vision of the future that leaves enough grace and space for things to change without disappointment? How do we exercise a mentality of always being ready so that no matter what opportunity comes our way, we can hop on it? In today's episode, this is exactly what we're going to walk through together. As enormous societal pressure is put on perfect plans and extreme success, How can we use our own solid understanding of success to protect ourselves? And how can we prepare ourselves for the best possible opportunities that could pop up along our journey? In today's episode, this is exactly what we're going to walk through together, preparing ourselves to be able to pivot under the enormous pressure put on perfect plans and success. First, we're going to discuss your definition of success being your very own and second we're going to talk about living in such a way that you are prepared for any unforeseen opportunities that could come down the road. So first, I'd like for you to consider your definition of success. What does success look like to you? In an interview that i watched with missy franklin johnson so you probably remember her from the 2012 olympic games in london as missy franklin and she's a five-time olympic gold medalist swimmer she boldly encourages her audience in this interview that your definition of success needs to be yours your definition of success needs to be your definition of success Yours, not your parents, not your friends, not your teachers, not your boss. And of course, we all know that the media, social media, they all push an idea of success that is oftentimes unattainable. So you're always left striving and you're never satisfied. I'm going to pull also from Jim Ron, who was an entrepreneur and motivational speaker, just because I really liked how he phrased this. And he said, If you don't design your life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. I'm going to just repeat that because it was a little bit long. If you don't design your life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. So maybe your view of success is a little bit shallow, kind of based on pride, titles, quantity, you're definitely not alone if that's you. But that would be like, you're only successful if you have 5 million followers on Instagram or you're the CEO of the company or the most valuable player on the team or having a lot of money, having the perfect relationship. Um, or, maybe, or maybe your idea of success isn't threatened by the potential to fall short like those are. Maybe yours is more that you wanna do this one thing and that's it. And if the chips don't fall all in the perfect place to make it happen, You won't feel successful doing anything else and a little story there when I was little I really wanted to go to the Olympics and I know that a lot of kids probably dream about this at one point but I just take my word for it I really took it to a very serious extreme where I thought about it I trained with it in mind I planned I dreamt I had it written all over the place and so success very quickly became Olympics big, famous, proud, lots of people knowing me. And of course, that didn't happen. And I was disappointed. But then one of my favorite quotes became one by Mother Teresa. Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And so I thought to myself, huh, Well, if I can't do this great big thing, as long as I change my idea of what brings me fulfillment, I can do small things with great love and be equally satisfied. The reason why I love this quote and would consider it applicable to defining your own version of success is because, okay, so you aren't the star of the show. You just got cut from the team. Whatever the story is, if you define success differently then doing small things with great love can become very successful. Or if you define success as trying your absolute best, then if you try your best and fall short a little bit of the goal, you're still successful. Essentially, you're setting yourself up for failure if the boxes that you need to check to be successful in your own mind demand absolute perfection. Building further upon that, Make your own idea of what successful is to you, and I would encourage you to not base that on on things that can change in an instant. So be okay with changing that definition of success and what it looks like to you as you turn the pages of your life into different chapters and different seasons. So for this, I'll use a super basic example of weight management. I've got a close friend who works with predominantly women, I don't know, maybe like 20s or 30s on this topic of their lives, weight management. And she said the other day in a live video, I'm paraphrasing this, but basically she said, accept the fact that you aren't in high school anymore. You're in a new chapter of life and your body has changed dramatically to reflect that. So she's referring to the fact that a girl in high school might never struggle with weight uh, and might have a higher metabolism or, or things like that. But then a few years down the road, she's fully physically matured and is now coming to this friend of mine seeking advice for weight loss. And what my friend was getting at, more or less, is just trying to encourage people to allow their idea of successful Or in this example, allow their idea of a happy weight to adapt with the new chapters in life that we experience. Put in more applicable to life terms, I got the chance to interview Shannon Huffman Polson in a previous interview, and she has coined this phrase, core purpose and really just run with it in her book and in her speaking engagements. And her core purpose happens to be service. So within that framework, she feels satisfied and successful any time her mission of serving others is fulfilled, no matter where she ends up landing on the totem pole. And from my perspective, that is what it means to protect your future and your life plan from disappointment. With a definition of success that is your own and no one else's, and that is built on a solid foundation as well, you are arming yourself against disappointment when plans change, when things don't end up how you expected. You're preparing to have an optimistic viewpoint when you have to all of a sudden pivot and completely change the direction that your life is going in. So returning to our original question. How do we create a vision of the future that leaves enough grace and space for things to change without disappointment? We create a definition of success that is our own. We keep in perspective things like what mother Teresa said, that if we can't do great things, we can do small things with great love. We broaden our perspective in order to arm ourselves against disappointment when plans might change. And our second question, How do we exercise a mentality of always being ready so that no matter what opportunity ends up coming our way, we can hop on it? After a definition of success that is your own, you'll want to lead yourself to be ready for any opportunity. And what I mean by that is do what you can now so that any lack of opportunity down the road sure isn't your fault. If you end up in a situation where unfortunately doors aren't opening, you're feeling stuck in your job, whatever the not so great circumstance could be, you want to do what you can now to make sure that that is not because of a lack of effort on your part. And with that in mind, I think that we are so much better prepared to guard ourselves against the pressuring aspect of the fast-paced world that we live in and be better prepared when things don't go as planned because hopefully we have a handful of things in our back pocket that we can whip out should life happen and we end up with a life plan that just isn't working out. So then our hard work, our never-give-in attitude, our preparation now... They all contribute to taking a potential negative experience down the road and making it one that we can embrace, we can roll with the punches, and then our plan B doesn't become second best. Our plan B just becomes, okay, there was a turn in the road and we turned with it and everything is great. One of my least favorite interview questions to be asked is where do you see yourself in five, maybe 10 years? I personally find that just an impossibly unfair question. The reason being that you cannot forecast opportunity. Opportunity is something that can be anticipated, but never predicted. So nobody can predict what you're going to do. And you don't even know what your future self will be like, right? But something my dad taught me from a very young age was to work really hard, always and everywhere at everything. And that's something that he really just modeled by how he approaches things. He never put any pressure on me to excel, but he would always give me advice along the lines of study really, really hard so that you can have your choice of college opportunities. Join this, do that, work hard here and give it your absolute best effort so that many doors will open down the road without your having to pry them open. He didn't know my future trajectory. And I didn't know my future trajectory, but the way that my dad taught me to be ready for any opportunity, even the ones really hard to get picked up for, was to just always put 100% effort into absolutely everything. And developing this mindset of working hard to always be ready also became a source of comfort when things didn't work out. Because he would look at me and say, okay, see those other kids at school? They aren't working hard and you see them being successful, but you just wait. You just wait. Your hard work will pay off, and you don't even know the opportunities that are coming yet. The opposite of this in a school sense, the opposite of leading yourself to be ready for any and all potential opportunities, is only caring about your major grade, so kind of having a narrow focus. In college, you have two GPAs, one grade point average for your major and one for all classes. So for me, my major GPA included classes related to international studies and political science, And then my overall GPA included all my classes ever taken, regardless of the topic. So often, my peers would say things like, well, the only one that matters is my major GPA, because if I pursue a career in that field, that is all they'll care about. And I just don't agree with that. And I don't think that that is a very smart approach, because there is a never-ending list of what-if scenarios that could dispute that argument you could fall in love with a job in a totally different field. You could get let go from the job that was in your major field. You could develop an injury that could make you unable to perform the things in your field and so on and so forth. So in a nutshell, always try your best and that will prepare you to take any number of paths and be plenty qualified for them. So in school, this means really try and always get an A and if you get slightly less than that, So be it, but always try your best. At work, this means prepare, be attentive, be invested, produce the very best product that you can on every single project, be fully invested in every single client or patient. In other areas of life, this means show up, don't give up, and put yourself in the best position to receive opportunities because you never know what may become available to you down the road. Put yourself in the best position to receive opportunities because you will never know what may become available to you down the road. And so whether it's during the reflection that inevitably comes every time the calendar rolls it around to the holiday season, or just more generally speaking, you'll have better chances at pivoting, changing course, altering plans, and being satisfied with the definition of success that belongs to you and only you. Not one that you are maybe mindlessly borrowing from a society that speaks demands for perfection into our life and into our idea of what successful could be. And from the prevention side, you are already making that pivot so much easier for yourself now by working hard always at everything and everywhere that you can so that good opportunities can come your way even when things might not seem so great. I hope this idea resonated with you. Please give me some feedback, reach out, and let me know how things are going for you in your leadership of others and of yourself. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram, at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.